0: Tailor your SEO content strategy around your first-party data, with Michael Bonfos from SEM International Brought to you by Majestic, I'm David Bain and this is SEO in 2022. Michael, what's your number one SEO tip for 2022? Thank you,
1: David. And thank you for having me. And Thanks to Majestic as well. Um, I would say for 2022, the big focus um, on uh, the big focus, uh, especially for us, um, and probably for a lot of people is to really look at first party data. And um, first party data as a strategy. Um, looking at first party data as a way to use that data to enable better content strategy for your SEO plans.
0: Okay, so what first party data would be most likely to be available to SEOs and most useful to SEOs? Um, are we talking about data? received through maybe email marketing, email capture, or, or, or something else?
1: Yes, the customers. So first-party data, I mean, right now, I mean, a lot of people know this, but um, there is a war on third-party data and cookies and everything that all the assumptive technologies um, are going away um, due to privacy regulations and everything else. So there's a choice. You can either give your data, the customers that belong to you, the people that have signed up as newsletters, for newsletters or signed up as customers of your client or your your own brand um, you can either give that data away to companies like google or facebook or whatever, or you can hold that data as precious as you possibly can um, so you know the, the 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 value is is just you know you could go out and reach to the marketing teams you could reach to customer support find out who these people are, find out their names, their email addresses or any other data that you can get on them internally. That's all within the realm of
0: first party data. Right. Okay. So we've got the first party data. What do we do with that? I mean, how do we use that to form the SEO content strategy?
1: There is a couple things. Um the first is looking at First of all, I mean, there, there's a lot of things you do in regular paid marketing uh, when it comes to first party data. You can do lookalike modeling. There's all kinds of stuff like that. I don't want to get into that because that's not really what the topic is. Topic is is understanding your customer. And when you understand these customers, you can do that by, say, surveys or polls uh, for example, um, one thing that, that we did that was great for content strategies, we actually our, we serve, actually surveyed our S, all of our first-party data to find out where they fit within a psychographic profile. And we were able to say, okay, well, you know what? Two-thirds of our customers actually fit this intent psychographic profile, and we know that they engage with these pieces of content. Yet we've been spending all our time on content that's not very engaging with them. So it's allowed us to learn from those customers and then tailor the content to what they wanted. And this is what my tip is all about. How do you understand your first-party data and how do you tailor content around that first-party data for the benefit of your entire SEO content strategy?
0: Okay, so psychographics, I'm just looking into a little definition here, uh, refers to the study of consumers based upon their psychological and cognitive attributes, such as beliefs, values, thoughts, hopes, goals. So uh, how does an SEO actually form the strategy from That data? Is it it a case of actually working in conjunction with um, creative content marketers to really come up with something that's likely to appeal to that audience? Or would you even go as far to form the content strategy, ideally with some kind of focus group from your target customers, so you're getting their opinion on your intended content as well.
1: Yeah, a focus group is another really good strategy, um, especially if that focus group comes from your first-party data. They are your customers. Um, the other thing that that we like to use, um, that we've been successful at, but there's other different psychological models... Uh, The one that we like to use is um, from uh, 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 a book called The People Code. And The People Code basically uh, profiles everybody into four different types of colors. And each one of these colors actually have certain psychographic elements to it. Um, For example, somebody who is Uh, a super fun loving and looks at life through rose colored glasses is a certain type of psychological profile. And that is, I think the color yellow where somebody Mm. who's more engineering focused, more research heavy. um, They're more, they think a lot before they make a decision. Their attributions are actually massive because it takes them so long to actually figure out what they want. This is a different profile. It's a different set of profiles and there are four of these profiles that every human has within them when you when you use this model whether you take all the questions from there and then survey your first party data you get some knowledge of what your clients look like are they all a certain color are they all a certain profile or are they a mix and what is that mix you may find that that your content that you've created all along has been attracting this one area, this one segment, but you're missing out on all these rose-colored glasses people because they don't like your content. It's too much for them. You know, somebody with rose-colored glasses, they want stuff that is appealing to them in the right now, very quick. They don't want to do research. You don't need to stuff their brains with too much stuff or somebody in that other cat category that white category could easily be, you know, they want and they want to absorb as much as possible. So this again is, you know, this is how you could create a strategy. You can use the same topic. It's just developing the content. You know, here's the perfect amount of content that goes straight to these people that are colored white, these engineers that are thinking research, and here is the Here is this strategy toward people who don't want all that research. They just want to know the fun facts and move forward. You know, it's understanding what these individuals look like. And when you focus on first-party data, that's what you get. You get to really understand your audience much more um, than making general assumptions of who they are. And another thing I wanted to note is... And I found this; it was an, an interesting discovery. Is that marketing departments and SEOs and content writers actually fall into these classifications themselves? And that means that quite often they're not even thinking out of the box. I could be, I could be an engineer, and I could be very research centric. But there's probably a lot in my audience that is not like that. That I have a hard time actually writing content for, because it's not appealing to me. So even looking at your own content staff to see that, you know, they understand all these different quadrants within themselves, that they can actually reach to all these different audiences and develop the same content,
0: but tailored to these different mindsets. Okay, so are you suggesting... Publishing different forms of content for different audiences. Um, so, ha- looking at different psycho- um, psychographic profiles, and actually, if they're quite significantly different, building different pages to appeal to different audiences. And if so, what does that mean for traditional SEO? Because surely traditional SEO means trying to actually build one authoritative piece of content to appeal to search engines.
1: Yeah, so uh, you do have that. I mean, you have that if you're trying to build one piece of content for a search engine. How I feel, how things are moving in 2022, is search engines are getting smart enough to understand that, hey, we want to know your content and how the intent behind your content the user intent and understanding the user intent and how relevant are you with your users. So the technologies are getting faster. They're getting, they're starting to understand consumer behavior more. And by developing a content that's actually really tailored to that consumer mindset, especially the mindset of your customers, I think there's an, there's an opportunity there to leverage. Now, the other part of your question is 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 yeah so maybe maybe we do this maybe we design four there's four different behaviors and we did four different pieces of content that are all the same content right Mm -hmm. so which one of these actually have the authority um it probably could be a majority it could probably be um figuring out how you can actually design all four to appeal to all four and then Test The content with your focus groups. So there's, there's ways around this. um, But it's not perfect. It's still relatively new. Um, I know on the paid, uh, on the paid side, like when we create do creative, um, we're targeting specific people based on that creative, based on their, their psychological mindset. Which is easier said than done, but SEO is a whole different <laughs> a ball game because you've got authority here.
0: I suppose one solution may be to produce um, one piece of content, but introduce um, some elements within the content on the fly based upon which target audience you've identified. So you'd perhaps have case studies that would load based upon which audience you were targeting, but it was the same URL um, that uh, you're loading that content onto, and perhaps perhaps search engines that wouldn't have access to that content, or maybe just there'd be one piece of um, one piece of primary content that you'd give them access to, but it would be the it wouldn't then need a, a different um, a, a different page to show different yeah. audiences. Do, do you think that would be likely to be a way of doing it in the future?
1: I think it's a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of many, I'm sure, great ideas that can come out of it when we start focusing on the individual customers that you have, or other words, uh, other other name for it, of course, is first party data. But, you know, I think that's a a great
0: strategy. And how do you go about measuring success? Is it just a case of looking to see who progresses through your site and perhaps complete some kind of call to action from that piece of content Who spends longer on that page, which, which audience, I guess, uh, spends longer on that page. Are there other metrics that you should be looking into?
1: Um, you know, that I, I thought about that too. I mean, we look at all the regular ones, um, engagement, the click throughs, how much traffic, you know, how much ranking even the pages get, um, compared to others. Um, there's nothing like specific that really calls out, uh, Uh, except when you start testing with your with your own data um that's you know you can get a lot of data on just seeing your own you're, you're testing your own clients with the content that you've created or even a focus group and by doing so they win a prize or get a discount or whatever by giving them their feedback but even even that is a way to kind of get an idea of what you think or what may be successful.
0: And what does this all mean for keywords? Still worthwhile <laughs> optimizing for <laughs> keywords in different pages as well?
1: I am an advocate for keywords. Um, I don't think they're going away. Um, I think that there's definitely opportunities to put keywords and put them within a, you know, I'm not gonna say a psychological graph, but the general customer journey segmentation that most of us do. So taking those keywords, putting them within a customer journey segment, this and understanding your audience. So that's something that we do quite a bit of, um, is when we do a profile we do a persona profile, we'll take our persona and then we'll do this psychological profile per persona. So now we've got one persona with four psychological profiles, and then we analyze all the keywords per persona, per Psychological profile. And then we start bucketing them into segments that, okay, here's uh, customer, customer, the awareness phase of our customer journey segment, all the way down to further levels of intent on the customer journey uh, trail. Um, and we'll we'll do it that way it, it, in what i and I'm hesitating because most of the time it doesn't change that much. There's very few words on a psychological profile that actually pop up. It's probably not even worth going this deep into it. Um, so with that said, you can do per persona a keyword segmentation and build your, customer strategy or your, your con- I mean your content strategy around
0: that and so how often should the, the content marketing strategy be looked at as a as a major exercise is this just a, an annual thing quarterly thing more often than that
1: oh uh, that's a really good question it really depends on the budget if it was me and my company who um, I would be doing content strategy, every month um and i know that most people are probably appalled at that but you know at least quarterly you know that content is so key to everything that we do you know and it's just trying to leverage that content in every way possible creating fresh content and keeping your clients your customers engaged with your brand all of these all of these things matter so much and when you compare this a content an seo content strategy or a general content marketing strategy with the amount that's spent on paid i mean the returns differential is ridiculous you know so i i i I am always amazed how many companies do not put content strategy and seo as Big as a campaign on YouTube and other places. <laughs> you know, it should be just as important, if
0: not more important. So I am an advocate, maybe too passionate. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if this message is really resonating with an SEO and um, they're thinking, you know, Michael, you're absolutely right. Uh, my rankings are going down, my traffic's going down, and my conversion rates are terrible if i focus more on first party data and really understanding who the customer is then that's surely going to improve everything i need to spend more time on doing this however i'm so busy what should that seo cut out of what they're currently doing now in order in order to spend more time focusing on what you suggest
1: um i would say they cut out what they what everybody else is doing right there's a lot of time being spent on doing very general, very basic content marketing. Okay. Here's the article of the week. Yeah. Our keyword number one keyword that was falling. This is what we're going to pick the same old stuff that everybody's doing um, to just stop like doing the traditional stuff as much as you are and start thinking out of the box. You know, if you, you know, I hate, I'm sorry, I keep comparing organic mindsets or SEOs with paid people. Um, Both of them have their strengths and both have their weaknesses. Um, But one thing about paid people is they're really good at focusing on target audience. Google, they usually let Google run their smart campaigns and their broader campaigns, but they're really good at finding out who their customers are, developing strategies that are just super 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 targeted. And SEOs have been re- the reverse of that, you know? So the old school mentality is just be broad and get as much traffic as you can and, you mm-hmm. know, and things are changing now. I mean, when you look yeah. at what Google's doing with Flock, right? With 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 their with with flock i mean flock is they getting rid of cookies and having their browser pretty much be the data center of everything you know how is this going to impact search in the future so we've got to prepare ourselves for that because they are going to be looking at your customers and they're going to look at your customers and relate your customers intent and engagement with the content that you have so this is
0: opportunity for the future wonderful thoughts. Um you're so right. I mean 10 15 years ago when we were publishing content then there was not nearly as much competition out there. So when you wrote an article about something the chances are your slant and it was relatively unique compared with everything else out there, but there's so much out there now and you've got to resonate with people in order to actually hit home. Emotionally and do something that's right for your target audience, as you say. Well, Michael, I could talk to you all day about this, but um, th- this is where we finish up at the moment. And I, I can say you can find Michael over at SEMinternational.com. Michael, th- th- so thank you so much for being part of SEO in 2022.
1: Thank you, David. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Check out the rest of the content from SEO in 2022 over at SEOin2022.com.